Welcome to ContenderCast, a leadership conversation centered on shining a light on bright ideas. And now here's your host, Justin Hahnemann. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for listening. It's Justin Hahnemann on the ContenderCast for shining a light on bright ideas today. Consumer goods space, new friend of mine, Beth Venbo's on. She is the founder and CEO of this really, really cool company called Busy Baby. Beth from Orinoco, Minnesota. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> hey, Justin. Thanks for having me and shining a light on my bright idea. I love it. It's my favorite line of the whole podcast, obviously. Shining a light on bright ideas. And yours is a really cool one. I'm super excited to talk to you about it. Um, you've got a really neat background in or launching this business uh, in the baby space. And I love the name of your company, Busy Baby. And your Busy Baby, Matt is a product you have launched and um, I can't wait to even dive in and, and talk to you about this. So let's start with, you know, my usual one-on-one question is you got a day job, right? And you've got an incredible background in the kind of project program, enterprise account space, and here you are starting a company. So talk about what's driven you to, to launch this business and how you're getting it going. Right. So, so my dad has had his own business my entire life. And, and I always wanted to have my own business, but I never had anything that I was passionate enough about to sure. start a business. Because I, I knew from his ups and downs, many, many ups and downs, that you really do have to love what you're doing. And, and I didn't have that. Um, so after high school, I joined the Army and did that for 10 years. And then I got out of the Army and did what you're supposed to do and get your education. And I found myself <laughs> a corporate job. And, yep. and then at age 40, I... I had a little twist in life and, and ended up having my, my son. Wow. And, um, That's exciting. Yes. And it was very exciting. And I would say after all the things I've done in my life, it's definitely the most challenging thing. Um, <laughs> wow. <also> incredible <laughs> thing. Um, being a new mom. So, um, so yeah. So when my son was born, um, of course I did the maternity leave thing and then I went back to work and a couple of my, stay-at-home mom girlfriends took me out to lunch just to kind of check on my mental health. You know, it's hard to go from being with your with your baby 24-7 to then jumping right back into your full-time job. So they they brought their one-year-old daughters with them to lunch. And the entire meal, those two mamas spent the, like literally the entire time either trying to keep something out of a little girl's reach or giving them something to play with that they then just threw on the floor anyway. <laughs> uh, we couldn't even have a conversation. Right. Um, Very distracting. So I went online trying to find something to buy, like right then and there at the table, um, that I could buy for my son so he wouldn't be that distraction when we went out to eat and I couldn't find anything. And the next day on my way to work, the idea just came into my head and I thought, this is it. This is my chance to, to do something. Wow. That's really cool. All right. So you see a problem that has not been addressed before and you decide you're going to do something about it. So what was next? So I uh, I went home and I I told my guy about it and I said I, I have this idea but I don't know what to do. And he said, Well, why don't you try making it? Um, so my very very first prototype, I took silicone caulk out of a caulk gun and folded oh, it into God. a baking sheet pan. Perfect. To make a placemat and and from there just made a bunch of different iterations of how can I attach toys to a placemat so that my kid can't throw them. Wow, that's definitely making it at home. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I made one. Uh, my best friend had a baby eight days after me, and so I made one for her once I got a, a, a decent design going. 
And she goes out to eat quite a bit with her son. And she said, this thing is awesome. Like I went out with one. one So you make it with caulk. You made it with caulk initially. No, the the very first one. Yes. After that, I started buying, um, then I started buying placemats, different variations of, they were actually placemats designed for putting your dog or cat's water dish and food dish in so that they don't slide around. Right. Oh, and then I used fishing tethers and different D-rings and oh stuff and gosh. glued suction cups onto it. So I glued suction cups onto the ones she was using and then had some little attachment things. Wow. And uh, after about six months, she said, you know, you really need to make this for real. And that's when I decided to, to try and make it a real thing. So how did you go from suction cups and kind of, you know, putting pieces together that you found at the store to something that was prototyped and ready to try out? The first thing that I did was attended the annual Toy Association Toy Fair in New York ah, City. Ah, Toy Fair. I just, yep. Very yeah. familiar. Yep. I just went as an attendee, and I walked around the baby aisle, and I just talked to different people there, and I ran across another um, company that was founded by a mom that, just like me, had an idea. She cut and sewed some things together to make her first prototype, and she was at the Toy Fair with her third product. So her biggest advice to me was go ahead and start out with professional product development. You can nickel and diamond, put it together yourself all you want, but unless you have some sort of degree in engineering or can make CAD drawings for a manufacturer, um, you really need that professional product development. Uh, And I talked to another booth. um, They asked my story. I told them where I was at. They said, you really need professional product development. Yeah, that's what this other lady said. And so... They said, give me your card, we'll pass it along, and they pass it along to their product developers who called me, and um, from that point on, they were a perfect fit, they did an awesome job, and they helped me develop my idea into what it is now. Yeah, it's really cool. So for those that haven't checked it out, busybabymat.com, really cool product, you know, imagine baby slash young child sitting at table with this really awesome placemat. And the reason I say it's awesome is you can draw on it, you can color on it, you can like attach toys to it and, and other things like cups and whatnot, right? I mean, it's just pretty cool. And they don't fall all over the place, all over the floor and everything. It's like all stays right in front of the baby. Pretty cool idea. Simple, but cool, right? Yeah, thank you. Yeah, and <laughs> it's, very it's, cool. it's a clean place to put baby's food too, you know. At, at a restaurant, you, the, the kid's more than likely going to throw the plate or push it around and you don't want to put stuff directly on the table because you just never know what that rag has been used for like washing the table off. It's a nice clean place to put the food. Yeah. I, I, how, how could I forget that part? Right. <laughs> <That's> so true. <laughs> no, this is really cool. All right. So you get the product design done and how did you know if it was going to work or not? I mean, what was the feedback you got from your friends, family, others? Right. So I actually took some entrepreneurship courses um, through an organization called Bunker Labs. They support veteran entrepreneurs. And one of the first things they had us do was go ask strangers about your idea oh, and show them the Cool prototype. idea. Cool idea. Because, of course, your friends and your family are your biggest cheerleaders and they're going to tell you it's great and wonderful. But if you approach a complete stranger and ask them their opinion, they're going to give you their real opinion. No so, question. Um, and so true. Right, so it's hard to- for people that you know really well to give you bad feedback. I mean, it's just like anything else, right? So it's nice to ask some people that have really no stake in it one way or the other. Yeah. So I, I got a lot of positive feedback of, you know, where was this when my kids were little? Or how does this not <laughs> exist yet? And, and um, it gave me the confidence to actually start investing money in it and do that professional product development. And then when I got some prototypes, I, I tried it out with a large number of local families um, 
where I live to, to see how it actually works. Wow, that is really cool. And so what was next? How did you go from, you know, now you have it developed and you've got it in hand, now I need to start getting out to market. So what have you found in terms of getting it into stores, getting it into boutique shops, etc.? So the, the first part was just getting it produced. Right. Um, yeah, let's talk yeah. about that. <laughs> getting it manufactured. So um, fortunately, my product developers have a sister company that does um, kind of sort, sort that out for you and helps you get the manufacturing done. And because I'm just me and I don't have a huge a huge budget, sure. uh, it was cheaper to do it in China. Oh, no question. Yeah. got it shipped, shipped over here. Um, I'm actually getting quotes in Minnesota right now, so I'm really excited to hopefully move forward with our U.S. manufacturing. That's but, interesting. Uh, I mean, I, and there's challenges with that, right? Cost-wise. So, I mean, I'd be curious to hear the your thoughts on and when you got the initial prototypes from China and, and working product, how did you find someone that could do it as cost-competitive in the U.S.? Well, the reason it's cost-competitive here is because when you factor in all the shipping overseas, Absolutely. customs, taxes, tariffs, and who knows what tariffs nowadays, which way it's going to go every week. Um, I like the security of of having it where I can drive to the factory and check it out myself and pick it up and bring it home if I need to. Sure. And the, the, the transportation time. Wow. No, that's, you know, all, that's awesome. The ship, ship the ocean is good. 45 it's a long, unless you pay air shipping, which is extremely expensive. I mean, it's just, that's, yeah, that's the challenge. I mean, I've seen this before, obviously they, you know, you run out of product and then you want to order more and that's like, okay, we'll see, you'll see it in four or five months. Right, unless you pay exactly. for air shipping, and then you got to work around all the holidays in China. But anyway, topic exactly. for another podcast, right? Mm-hmm. All right, so you get it, you right. get the initial, yeah, you get the initial product made in China, and it's over here. And then what? What did you? What did you do from there? So, so biggest lesson learned for me: I didn't know what it was going to look like in the end. I didn't have retail packaging. Um, my mat, my mat comes with two tethers but they came in separate boxes. I didn't have anything pre-packaged in China um, because I knew I was going to sell it on my website. And if I'm just putting it in a, in a mailer and sending it to a customer, I don't really need the packaging. I just need to include a product card that includes all the information. So I didn't do product packaging. And I didn't know at the time that I could have had the manufacturer put the tethers together with a mat. So it all came separate. So I have boxes of tethers and boxes of mats, and every time an order comes in, I have to put them together. So I ended up actually doing a production line party at my house and had 25 <laughs> of my closest friends and family. Perfect. Set up a production line and we, <laughs> I love it. We got 4,700 mats ready to go. Wow. That is <laughs> in so a, In a five hour awesome. sprint. <laughs> 4,700. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's quite the event. It's the hardest thing, right? So new entrepreneur starting company with new product. It's like that process of either making the product yourself or getting pieces and parts and having to assemble product yourself, or you have all of that part already done, but you have to ship out different quantities to different people because you're your own shipper and distributor initially, right? I mean, that's, those are some of the tensions you have to manage as a new entrepreneur. Oh, exactly. Yeah, I have about 400 boxes lined up on the wall behind you. Right <laughs> sure. <laughs> Just to th- ready to go, right? I mean, and then, yeah, anyway, that's so fascinating. And so many people don't realize all those things go into it when you're just getting started. So, okay. So, you got product and you, you get the initial ready to go. So, where are we now? So, where are we now? Right now, I am selling on my website, trying to set up Amazon, but it's much harder than one would imagine. Yeah, it can be a um, challenge. And then... And then I'm going to a lot of little mommy expos. 
where I can set up a booth. Um, with my product, I'm finding the most effective thing is when people see it in real life and see it in action. They're like, oh, that's awesome. Right. I could see that. Yeah, it's definitely something that I think it's tangible when you're when you see it. You can see the the business, the value of it, right? I mean, it's just it makes sense in person. I think. Although I think your website does a great job of showing product and giving a sense for what it is. I mean, anybody that's had a baby or is planning to have a baby, it's a perfect baby gift too. I mean, this is like a this is like a one hundred and one baby gift. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I've had a ton of people buy it as a baby gift. Uh, and then I'm also doing like, Facebook and Instagram marketing. Yep, um, perfect. Not finding that, I'm surprised actually, I'm not finding that to be as effective as I hoped it would be. So, you no, know, it is interesting. Yeah, and are you are you running ads like for click-through to purchase? So like you're running Facebook ads and Instagram ads and people click through to your website and then you're trying to get purchases from there. Is that right? Yes, exactly. Yeah, and you're probably getting a lot of the click-throughs and, and paying for that and then not seeing the completion of sales, right? Exactly. Yeah, that's. I think that's a challenge, and I don't know. It's the problem there is just not knowing. Did people not like the product? Did people click on it and think it was something different? You know what I mean? It's hard to interpret really what the like the intent behind a click on those sites. You know, my gut is telling me that we see so many ads on Facebook and Instagram now that we just scroll past them. Yeah, it's a lot of noise. I'm really not even seeing. I'm not seeing a lot of click-throughs to the website. There's 32,000 views on the ad I have right now. Right. And 60 click-throughs. Wow. And you're probably targeting so, you know, moms, you know, families, et cetera. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Fascinating. Well, I mean, this is in this. So your big upside then is getting this into retail stores, getting getting this into the places that sell baby items, and maybe even doing. You know, I was thinking like some of the gift marts and whatnot. You mentioned Toy Fair, but this is definitely more of a gift item, right? You would see in a a, a baby type store. Sure. Yeah, it's like a baby registry kind of thing. Yeah. Really, really cool. So, all right. Um, what have been like? You mentioned one or two lessons learned. What have been one or two other lessons learned, and just getting things off the ground that you'd you'd want to share with other entrepreneurs that are out there? Uh, I think one thing that I've been struggling with recently that I I'm guessing most entrepreneurs can relate to is the roller coaster of emotions you have as an entrepreneur and struggling with the imposter syndrome of you know one day I'm on a roll and I feel like I'm kicking butt and. And then the next day I wake up and I think, oh my gosh, I have no idea what am I doing? What did I get myself into? Um, You know, it's it's a constant up and down. And and, and then the next day I look behind me and I I feel really, really proud of of what I've created. Um, And so just learning how to push through and keep going and and not give up or let those feelings bring you down or slow you down um, has been one of the hardest lessons that I'm still learning. But... Yeah, I think that's interesting, and I don't think that's one I've really had covered as much on the different episodes of the podcast. But the whole idea that you got to almost like truly cherish and appreciate the wins because there's a lot of setbacks and and challenges in in making a product, getting a product out, um, getting a safe product that is baby friendly and family friendly out. Right? I mean, there's a lot of things that go into that, and so you really got to appreciate the wins when you find them. Yeah, yeah, and and that's the thing is, is especially when you're a go getter kind of person that's out right. with that goals <laughs> to reach, you have to stop and celebrate. I I just did an event um, last week where I realized one week ago or one year ago to that week, I only had prototype drawings. I didn't have an actual, and now I have a real product that you know moms 
are leaving me glowing reviews and they love it. And I'm so proud of it. But I, I haven't stopped to celebrate that. I might be struggling right now with the marketing and, and letting everyone know this thing exists. But I actually made a product and I have it. And right. people who have it love it. And there's so many so people. I need to myself on the back. Yeah. There's so many people that are listening to this that have an idea that haven't pursued it they thought about it right let alone getting uh, had a designer or a drawing made of what it could be let alone prototyped it let alone have actual product in hand and there's quite frankly nothing more exciting than when that box comes the first time you get a finished product and you open it and you're like oh my gosh like it's real like i this this idea i had is now real I cried. I broke out of tears. It's just so cool. It's so cried. cool. I love it. Well, um, this has been awesome. I, I'm really excited for you and, and your company. One thing I wanted to ask before we go though, is so you have a day job and this is your second day job. <laughs> so share just some, some of the ways that you've managed to maintain that and be successful in both. Well, and this is probably one of the things I'm I'm more proud of myself than even the product because I have a son and he's two. And throughout this process, I didn't ever want to look back and think I got so tied up in this new company I'm trying to start that I missed out on the first two years of his life. So the one thing I've been able to do is balance work, busy baby, and my son. And I did that by scheduling things. And every day from four to seven is just for my son. That is no computer, no phone. It's just him. Um, busy baby is before work, after work, or after Christian goes to bed, and then in the gaps between meetings, over my lunch break, whenever I can get emails squeezed in. So, and it's a matter of just sticking to that and having those boundaries and having that plan. Yeah, I think ultra, being ultra organized and being able to juggle priorities. All right. So, last but not least, uh, share with our listeners where they can get in touch with you, how they can connect with you, where they can buy the product, etc. Right, so best at busybabymat.com. Mm-hmm. Um, the website, busybabymat.com. Go there, buy it, love it, share it with all your friends. <laughs> I love it. Busy baby Matt. This is awesome. And I love the pictures on here, by the way. Um, the French fries look really good on here, by the way. Um, hey, Beth, this is it's so great having you on the podcast. I'm excited for you and your company. Look forward to staying in touch as you get this thing really off the ground. Awesome. Thank you so much, Devin. The Contender Cast is sponsored by Henderson Shapiro Peck. You can download additional Contender Cast episodes directly via the Apple iTunes App Store, the Google Play Store, Spotify, and other preferred podcast platforms. If you would like to be a guest on the Contender Cast, connect with us at contenderbrands.com. This is Brian Benson reminding you that every winner started as a contender. Contender.